Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where I talk to top leaders in the software field like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we talk to proven founders about their 0 to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by OneStop.io. We have 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full-stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you know you can trust your SaaS or mobile app with us. We'll give you the first 30 days, no risk, and we guarantee being on time and on budget. Or we finish the project at no extra cost. Contact us at onestop.fm. Let's talk about your SaaS project today. Today on the Big Break Software Podcast, we have Eugene Kruglov. He is the co-founder and COO of AppFollow. It's an app review management and ASO platform for app monitoring a way to aggregate your mobile app data from different sources in one place. He'll be sharing how he came up with the idea for AppFollow, how the MVP was funded, how he gained his first few customers and navigated his zero to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond. How are you today, Eugene? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. And of course, yeah. it's, my, it's my pleasure as well. So why don't you start off by giving us a quick intro on yourself and what specific problem does AppFollow solve? Yes, thank you. So yeah, my name is Eugene. Uh, originally, I'm from Moscow, Russia. Actually, all three of us co-founders of AppFollow are from Russia. Though now we live and breathe in Helsinki, Finland. We moved here in the early days of the company. Before AppFollow, I was basically doing some small entrepreneurial stuff, setting up a few companies before mostly in the mobile space. Uh, historically, I used to work in mobile operators in value-added services divisions. I was very much familiar with the space. When App Store happened, I got very much excited about the ability to build applications. In my last company before AppFollow, we actually were doing a lot of stuff around mobile applications and building products for other companies, pretty much how we pitched uh, in the beginning. And also we tried to pull a few products of our own. Uh, and that was how I actually appeared in the company, uh, my co-founder, Anatoly, who was working in a travel startup at that time and was responsible for mobile part of the business in the area. He, he approached me uh, saying like, I know that you're trying to build a few products of your own in mobile and I have an idea of a service that will aggregate reviews from the app store to help you navigate through the customer's feedback. I would really appreciate your, your thoughts uh, on the platform and uh, on the idea. No, there was no platform at that time. Uh, it was just an email that would show up in your inbox on a daily basis. <laughs> and that was basically uh, the uh, proto version, alpha version uh, of the service at that time. And uh, I really, really liked the idea. I, I kind of, it like clicked with me instantaneously. And uh, that's how we started the company. Uh, it was December, 2014. We gathered uh, in my place. And we had a brainstorm on the naming. Uh, we had a brainstorm on the next steps. We decided to set up a company. We decided to go into the acceleration program back in Russia, in Moscow. 
and uh, and see where it gets us. And okay. I agreed to join the company, even though I was working and I was a co-founder of a different company, of a different business at that time. Okay, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. What specific problem does AppFollow solve? Uh, oh, yes, solve? right. So we're in an app follow trying to help product teams succeed in the app stores. We're trying to do this from the product perspective because we were product managers ourselves and we've engaged in the same problem. Uh, initially, these are like three major things that we have in our service. The first one is we uh, help you navigate through the customer feedback. Pretty much that's the same idea we had in 2015. We're in a certain sense, amplifying the voice of customer and giving you a lot of tools to work with those feedbacks and reviews in the app stores, analyze them, reply to them, and uh, and see and how the sentiment changes with every product release, every app release that you are launching in the app stores. The second one is an ability to become more visible in the app stores. We know how algorithms work, so we can help you become uh, visible in the search through optimizing towards specific keywords results. And that's especially important if you are building your application in multiple markets because people are searching in different languages with using different words. Even English results might be different if we're speaking about UK, United States or Australia. You will get for music, search music and you will get three different types of results in each country. So you have to be very specific on what, how you are trying to be uh, visible to your customers in, and we can help you with this discoverability. And last but not least, we help you track your competitors. Uh, obviously, there's so many applications in both of the stores that you have to, to have, uh, you have to stay updated on all the launches and all the changes that are happening with the similar applications. Or if you are only thinking of launching something, we can help you research in the, in the category you, you are planning to, and we can give you an idea of what kind of products are there already. And, and, okay. and then you can benchmark yourself towards those products. So these three put together, give your ability to put your product team, support team, marketing team in one place, in basically in one dashboard, and work through the same data sources quickly navigate through all the data points and make decisions okay. uh, which should lead you to a better app release it's really a marketing time. tool it sounds like it's a marketing uh, it's it's a tool it's like almost like a um, like a SEM rush for SEO or something it's a way to sort of track and, and in a, monitor in a, in a part of it in a part of it that's right but uh, I would say this is just only one one vertical within the platform. Our again, our idea is like to give you all in one solution. We okay. understand that the product management is actually it's uh, multi uh, like there's there's different angles at, at, on how you can look and work with a product. Mm -hmm. And uh, also we understand that product product marketing and product management they usually work very close together. So we give you several tools to help you be successful in the, in the company. You can like, ultimately you can say this is all about marketing because this is all about user acquisition, but we also mm -hmm. very much worry about how your attention uh, works and whether or not customers are happy when they already installed the application. Reviews mm -hmm. are happening when they've used your application, not when they are searching okay. for it. Well, it, sounds, so, it sounds very useful. I mean, we have, we have obviously create mobile apps ourselves and, you know, when the when say a new time 
founder is coming to launch, they ask me, you know, how should I do my marketing? It sounds to me like this would be the type of tool that I would send them to, to help with their launch and things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, long term, our idea is to be a default tool for, for teams like that. We okay, really so, want to... so you mentioned default. Talk to me about the sort of landscape at the time when you guys launched. So 2015, what was going on? Your co-founder came to you, as you mentioned in your intro, um, and said, I, you know, I have this idea for this platform. It sounded like, obviously, at that time, there was no other solution for this, or he would have used that. Uh, well, I would say there was no definite solution for that. There were a few tweaks that were, are, were available at that time, but nothing that would solve a specific issue of staying on top of the customer feedback. And what was, was even more important, not only uh, like following the customer feedback on your own application, but also comparing and benchmarking this feedback on other applications. So you could search for any any review on any application in the platform in the early days. And uh, we, we researched the market. Obviously, they were leaders, pretty much the same as we have today. Companies like Appenny and Sensor Tower, but their focus is actually on market intelligence. These are the guys that help you build your marketing strategy if you're a big brand and you have a lot of money and you want to put this money into action and you want to be sure you know how to put them into action. Mm -hmm. And they can give you an idea how big and vast the category is, how much everyone is spending, how much everyone is earning, the number of downloads or revenues. But if you think number of downloads or revenue of this or that product, that doesn't give you an idea of what you have to do in your next product release. What should be on Google app next time or on, app, ah, okay. uh, on iOS app? Yeah. Whether or okay. not you should build your iPad version or uh -huh. you should stay only to uh, iPhone version. Okay. Um, and uh, there was no decent solution to help you navigate through those type of questions and also to understand how, if you do something like that, what would be customer's reaction on that? We did our research and basically because we couldn't find anything specific to the question, we decided to build that follow. Okay. Um, let me just let me just interject there. Yeah. What was the specific question that you were asking yourselves? Like that you're searching for this. Was it the product? I mean, is it the differentiator? It sounds to me like to guide you through the product launch and and, and take customer feedback because you're at an MVP phase right now. So you probably just just trying trying to solve one core problem. What specifically was that core problem at the time of the MVP? At the time of the MVP, we were speaking about tracking reviews on your on your application versus your competitors' applications. Um, okay. Again, the idea came from travel industry, and you like we, uh, Tolly was working in the uh, travel startup, but basically a competitor for Booking.com. And there yeah. was Booking.com, there was Agoda, there was Airbnb, there were multiple others. Yeah. applications help, uh, like helping you Priceline uh, and all those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, book your book your something and uh, and yeah and uh, what what like triggered him is that once his uh, his boss came, uh, approached him and said like did you know that these guys launched that thing and he had no idea they did and then he tried to do it like in a manual way to stay alerted on what happens with the competitors so he got two phones one android one iphone installed all of those applications and started, you know, tracking all the updates that were coming there. But then he thought, yeah, there's an update, but, but if customers like it or not, I don't know that. So you need to go to the app store and start 
searching through the reviews and that's very complicated. And again, if you are working for two or three countries, that's a nightmare. There's no way you can do it like in a convenient, uh, like to have a convenient way of understanding all the reviews, latest reviews for this country, for that country, for iOS and Android. And uh, he tried AppAnny, he tried Sensor Tower. They were not focused around that at all. It would still be a lot of manual actions you have to take in order to bring all those data in one place and try to analyze it, to filter, to, to get some, and like to put some tags onto specific reviews to get them back to them and, and then put something on the, on the backlog of, of your uh, product line. So he started looking whether or not we can do something about that. He found a, a quick way to uh, get those reviews from App Store. He then found a way to get those reviews from, from Google. And that was it. And uh, so the problem was, how do I know what happens in the stores? How do I know that I'm not missing anything in my category? And starting from that, we started like to search for, for, for okay. what else we can help you with. Because okay. that seemed... Uh, you know, like investors like to say, that seemed like a vitamin, not a painkiller. And you always want yeah. a painkiller. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> at that okay. time, uh, it was a vitamin. Okay, so how did you know users would want this app? Did you speak to anyone about it? Or how did you get, kind of get the idea? It's like, okay, this is good enough. I've got a few apps going on. This is good enough for me to drop everything and start building this. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. So... Um, what we did in the early days and like what I was a part of, of what happened in the early days is that Tolia uh, uh, built a very uh, simple, no interface solution. Basically, it was just um, uh, some back office, uh, back end, uh, sorry, and uh, no, no front end, nothing to look at. Uh, and he was come up uh, like approaching different people he knew from, from the market, uh, similar product managers in the same categories or in, the, in other categories of the business and asking him them pretty much the same questions. Something you would call customer development. And he pitched them the idea, he asked them how, if they have anything, like any problem with that, whether they thought of it, didn't, didn't think of it, how they like the idea, how they, they feel, whether they would be good for them to try things and so on and so forth. And eventually about 20 people signed up for these, uh, uh, for these emails. So basically, as I said, it was just an email, which okay. would pop up in, in, your, okay. in your, in your, in your in, inbox. And was it manually after, done? Was it yeah, manually yeah, done? Yeah. I totally uh, no, would the, just do that. No, the data was collected automatically. Okay. It was only App Store, no Google, uh -huh. so only App Store reviews. You you would have to tell him specific names of the applications. I better just send him a few links. Okay. He would set up them in uh, on, on his site, and then the, those emails will start to appear in okay. your inbox. I like it. This is really rough. Um, Absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the best yeah. way. I like it. And uh, and then uh, like within say one month. Uh, he came back and he started asking people questions. And I was the guy who was not only answering his questions, but I also like saying like, you need to do this. You need to do that. I want this. I want that. It feels like... So you were so thinking of yourself as a customer. You were in the customer's yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. at that I, I was, I, At that time, I was just a better tester for him. Okay, yeah. But okay. We, we were friends. We were like meeting each other. Because he was a client, time. right? Was he a client? No, 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 no. He wasn't okay. a client of mine. Okay. No, no. We were just. I, I actually tried to hire him in my company, in my previous company, but I failed. But, uh, okay. but that kept us, you know, in yeah. the same loop over and over again. Uh -huh. And, uh, 
And so, um, because I provided such, so, so much of a feedback, that actually ended up uh, with me uh, becoming a co-founder in the company. Uh, but also, he, as he was collecting others' people feedback, he understand that in most cases, people actually like the product and there was a certain value for them into being updated on the customers' reviews, new customers' reviews on a daily basis. So their competitors, basically, uh, is what it is. Basically, yeah. basically, okay. yeah. In most cases, yeah. these were their competitors. Yeah. yeah. So the next time he came up to me, he said, like, what would be the next biggest thing you want to see in the system? And I said to him that that's Google Play, because for me, product is both applications. I cannot see just, and for me, I'm just right. Only so one he was dimension. just doing iTunes at the time. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, uh, App Store. App Store, App Store. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I said Google Play. And then he said, okay, that's understandable. What's next? And then we started like trying to map those features that seemed important for the, for the first version of the product. And eventually, like we understood that we need a, a dashboard. We need something you can work online because the volumes are big. Relying only on emails is inconvenient and you have to have some, some simple way of filtering those reviews. Like, let me, sh let me see just negative reviews. Let me see just positive reviews. Let me see neutral ones, those with the three stars. They're not positive, not negative. Let me understand uh, uh, the latest uh, version reviews. What are, what are from the recent update and what are from the older updates? Uh, is there any change in terms of stars and ratings? And, uh, and, and we came up with a certain like a backlog of features that it will be, it would make sense to build. And then we've got our third co-founder and our CTO. So he, it was a, he was a great engineer. You guys are all devs? You're three devs? No, no, I'm not. I am the only oh, one. Oh, you're not? I am okay. not. I'm, I'm, I'm good with spreadsheets. That's, that's the only okay, thing. Okay, but I, you're, I so yours business and marketing, sales and marketing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All, all the revenue part and okay. operations. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so, so we brought our third co-founder. He helped with the first few versions of this backend that Tolle built. And, uh, and he started like saying that I can do this in two days. This I can, I need two weeks. This is, I can do like faster. Basically this is, this will require more time. This I don't know how to do. And, and, and because, and again, we are limited with resources. We're trying to do something that is the most simple and which is the highest interest rate from, from the feedback that was collected. Did, and that was and how we started. How were you funding this? Is this, how are you guys funding this? Were you going to pay the co-founder? Did you give equity? No, no, no. Oh, uh, well, we, we didn't have a, like we set up a company with, we shared, uh, shared, uh, the com like, uh, the company between three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're all thirty percent, thirty three percent owners. A bit different like that, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, again, I was in a different company at that time, so I wasn't. I told them I can't be one hundred percent engaged, but I was very interested. So I tried to devote all my free time to this as a kind of a side side project at that, at that, at the, in the first year. But I helped set up the company because I, I, I was the only one with the experience on how to do that. I helped to navigate through, you know, basic bookkeeping uh, and other stuff. And I actually started funding the company myself in the first six months. Okay, so you were paying it from cash flow from the agency or something? Uh, yeah, right? yeah, I had some, some of the earnings on, on my account. So I, I like okay. it, it, it. I, I thought it would make sense. And, and at, that at that time, we, we've got to the accelerator, uh, Russian um, in Moscow, back, back in Russia. 
Yeah. And they promised us to give some money. So I thought, okay, I can kind of give a loan, let's say. So yeah, that, yeah. That, yes. And, okay. uh, and, and then, but the problem was not three of us. I didn't need any salary. Guys needed because they quitted their jobs. But at certain point, we started to understand that we need more manpower. Like we would really need a good front-end developer to start helping us putting the uh, interface Okay, so the, this for, is for this is when you're in. Were you still at the accelerator at this time, or had you had you graduated? Uh, yeah, yeah, we just we just get get in. It was March, so it was like four months uh, mm-hmm. down the road. We've got our first tranche from the accelerator, so that that money we basically used to to get some outside help. That was a freelancers, a few friends that we just asked, "Can you do this? Can you do that quickly during your nighttime instead of sleeping?" Yeah, and 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 because those guys had their daytime jobs, so they couldn't yeah, like join yeah. us fully, uh-huh. and we were trying to figure out who can help with what, and at the same time we started selling the service. Okay, so you and, came. And, so can you can you tell me roughly how much you spent on the MVP? That's a good question. I don't actually remember that clearly, but I would say it was something like. Maybe around I mean, even if it's five months, two developers full time, you know that that gives us an idea. So, yeah, was it yeah, more like I, two months, one developer? I, you know, that I, sort of I thing. think if the first six months we've burned something like fifteen k, maybe twenty k. In six so, months building, that's that's yeah. good, eh? You guys yeah. are thrifty. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I that was the moment I moved from Moscow to to Finland to Helsinki. Yeah. So my Moscow apartment stayed free. So we, I put both of the guys in my apartment so they can okay. leave. So they don't need to pay any rent. Okay. We saved on that one. So you committed at this time. Were you committed yeah. or were you still running your other business? I was still running their other business, okay. but uh, that was my kind of a, uh, okay. an idea. Yeah, that was how your I contribution, can, yeah. How I can I help? Yeah. So okay. we, called, we called my apartment at that time our garage. So yeah. everything was happening in the garage. Yeah, yeah. We agreed on the minimum minimum amounts everyone need to you know not to starve to yeah. have some food <laughs> i love it yeah and uh, you're eating ramen and like white toast yeah and, yeah. yeah pretty much <laughs> yes uh pilmenis which uh, yeah uh, what is the english for uh some finnish dumplings uh, dumplings uh, sorry uh, okay so yeah, yeah so the, these are like considered to be also like a very uh-huh. cheap food yeah uh and yeah so basically uh yeah like as, as little as possible uh yeah. anatoly had his family and uh, so he like he needed a bit more uh the Pavel, family was not in the their family not in was moscow not... Not, not in moscow okay. yeah so yeah. so oh, but uh, he had to give them some some money okay. to, to, to yeah, survive yeah. Okay. And uh, and uh, yeah, basically that's it. So so uh, we uh, we had one more guy who was helping us, and he was spending I would say like probably one hour a day or so okay. on on, on, yeah. on the whole thing. Maybe maybe a bit more, but not more than one hour. No, no and much. so okay. altogether, that was I think somewhere between fifteen and twenty k okay. uh, during the six months. Okay, great. So you launched at the end of the six months. What was the reception? No, no, we didn't. No, no, oh, we didn't. No, okay. we, we were still in the closed beta okay. and we were using mostly the word of mouth. So we were just okay. approaching through the network and asking okay. people, do you know the guy? Can you, can you get me in touch with this person? Can you get me in touch with that person? 
because we were in the acceleration program that gave us a bit of visibility because the program itself was promoting the companies in the acceleration. So we were a little bit on a display. And the growth hack, we came in, we started shooting videos about us going through the acceleration program. And those videos we've been distributing with everyone, like on the Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, any other network that was available, uh, sending links to the friends, trying to make those videos funny, but at the same time, you know, bringing some context of what we're building, what okay. we're working on. Was it, were you doing this in Russian or? Yeah, what? yeah, that was, unfortunately okay. that is totally in Russian. So I wouldn't, I can't recommend this to, to anyone. Right, no, but that's interesting. So, so this is organic growth that was happening with the Russians. Out of curiosity, do the Russian markets value this as much as sort of the uh, Western and the US markets? Because my impression <laughs> is that the most of, the interest would come out of the US. Is that right? Because that's where a lot uh, of the apps are coming I, from. Like, I want to be very honest with you. US is not the biggest market for us at the moment. But oh, really? we want okay. to change it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's the biggest have, market for you? Is at it the moment, Russia? it's Europe. 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 Okay. R Russia itself, I think. So Europe would be the first without you know identifying any specific country. Yeah. Russia would be the second. Okay. All right. But so. the fact for that is. We're in Russia, we're working with all top brands at the moment, like with all tier one customers. And we've, we're working with them the longest. So we've done several circles of upgrades and renewals. But you launched originally, it was all in Russian. Everything was Russian. Was yeah, the app yeah, written in yeah. Russian too? It was yeah. all no, I, I mean, like the code was in English, of course, but... Uh, no, but uh, like the interface, the UI and the stuff. Inter no, no, no. The interface was in English. We don't oh, okay. have Russian interface. We never had it actually. Oh really? <laughs> because, okay, so that just yeah, shows because, my ignorance. <laughs> I never would look at a Russian app. No, 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 no worries. But uh, the, the the thing is, we knew we wanted to go global. Okay. And for that, so you started in English. Okay. Yeah, we decided sense. we're doing only English. We don't do Russian language at all. Okay. But all the customers were Russian, and okay. and it never stopped anyone from using the platform. Okay. Eventually, okay. if you have an issue, you would start using us in the Google Chrome, and uh -huh. you would just apply. Google translate this plugin that will just translate the whole interface okay. <laughs> and that's it. So, so when were you ready for well, launch then about how, so, uh, and what, and it, when did you decide that you were ready for launch? It took us one year. So we launched in March, 2016, but all bootstrap. No, by that time. Uh, so uh, aside from the accelerator, we actually bought out the accelerator and we got our first business angel, uh, in autumn, 2015. Okay. The same month we've got to accepted to another acceleration program, which was called Startup Sauna, and this was here in Helsinki, in Finland. And when we were out of this acceleration program, we did our demo day at Slush. We were still in a closed beta, so you, for you to get on the platform, you have to write us an email. We would and do an interview with you. We would ask you a account. lot of questions, and then we will set up an account for you and we will give you access to the account two days later. The reason mm -hmm. for that was the data collection was working really slow. We could not like do it instantly. You couldn't okay. add an application and see everything like it happens now. Mm -hmm. So in that time we needed 48 hours to collect the data from the stores. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we had like, we didn't allow everyone to start using the platform, okay. but we knew that was an issue. So we're working towards fixing it and we've got our second business angel and he became our uh, first advisor at that time 
who gave us a little bit of the money. So altogether, that was around 150k that we've fundraised okay, by, the, euros. by the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, euros. Yeah. And, and how uh, long did the how long did this how long did that that get you through like for the MVP? So we decided to launch on Product Hunt. We picked it, we picked it up as the way of getting a certain visibility worldwide instead of just being local. Um, basically, in order for that to happen, we build a registration form because we didn't have any at that time. So we need to like to build few interfaces for that. And, uh, and we also had to solve the issue of a billing issue because uh, even though we were trying to sell the service from the early days, we didn't have any billing solution. And basically you were using like a PayPal uh, uh, or manually the, sent like the link was manually like yeah, I mean, there yeah, was a link yeah, in yeah, there and they would just yeah, click like on it, it was like personal paypals transfers to the uh, banking cards direct transfers uh -huh. and stuff like that so yeah. it was crazy stuff yeah yeah uh, what kind of so few that, invoices but this was more of an exception rather than a system right okay and so what was the price when you launched i mean did the price stay the same from when you launched and how did you determine the the, the price for the app that was like, and probably still is the biggest issue for us. We're still working on the pricing model. So at that time, we thought of uh, three basic plans we, we, we considered to be uh, working for, for everyone. And uh, th these were just, you know, just a certain sort of like packages, like an entry level package, an advanced package, and ultra big package. Though I, the prices were ridiculously low. So it was something like nine per month. 29 per month and you know 49 per month these are extremely low price points we we didn't know how to actually work with the pricing we had no idea on what is like a fair pricing for this that, how did you come up with those numbers then was it just sort of intuition or did you use yeah, user yeah. feedback basically we were just like making a guess and okay. my like my i was a big fan of nine per month because my idea was we need everyone on the platform to be able to convert at the lowest price possible yeah if we have everyone <coughs> paying us even just a small amount that will work yeah uh fast forward it never happened so yeah. this, this this was a bad idea okay. but but I, I was very convinced that 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 should that might work in in, in uh, and, and what is your moment. pricing now we actually are now uh starting from 149 we have 149 a, we have for the base product now. 149 for the base. For the lowest yes. one. Well, so yeah, we, we, we have a free step, we, 15 we, next. Yeah. yeah, we we have a free plan. Okay. Uh, it gives you like a decent understanding of what you can do, but it has a certain limitations. We want to uplift the free plan. We actually want to have even higher entry price at some point, but we also want to uplift. Uh, the free plan and I can say so at the moment the value of the free plan is around 49 per month so the customers that would pay us 49 three years ago can now use the platform now yeah, use it for free and yeah okay how many and iterations we, did you have in your pricing to reach uh, from 9 to, to 149 basically we're doing it every year okay. in, in the early year in the early days we were doing it twice a year Maybe twice even. a year, so you went from nine to eighteen to you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. No, we actually yeah. came up with a different approach. We've built what we call the calculator. We thought, like, we we leaned very much on the self serve. Okay. We we thought that our customers can understand what they need, 
and they yeah. and they can build a, a plan a custom plan each so it's uh, how many themselves. reviews that they need to get or something like that uh, how many apps and how many yeah. keywords to track okay uh, and also getting some like things like auto translation feature because okay. If you're working through in multiple locations, multiple countries, you need to bring those uh, uh, languages to, to one language, one default language. Uh, then at certain point, we've built reply reviews feature, and that will be just an add-on on your plan. So we, we didn't price it separately. Okay. Um, um, I would like, so we've built the calculator. When like the calculator built on the idea that customers was constantly telling us plans are not working for them. Like, uh, I want this and I don't want that. And you want me to buy everything. Yeah. Can I, okay. can I, instead of buying this, buy that, I can, I, I, I don't want to have more keywords. I, I want to have more applications. Okay. And someone say, I only want work. I want work to work only with my application. I don't need many applications, but I need a huge number of keywords. So there was always okay. a trade-off. So, so that and, was and a self-serve. Okay. That yeah. Was and we decided, okay, so pick up whatever you want. So pick up more applications, less keywords or less applications, more keywords or, or anything else. We also at that time built for the number of countries that you would track. Mm -hmm. If you're in one country or 15 top countries or all, uh, all countries. This one actually that's an interesting model. Was anyone else doing that at that time that you were familiar no. with? Did you guys because I've not heard of anyone doing that? No, 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 no. Everyone was doing it worldwide. And the reason we did those countries because we had a limitation on the data collection at that time. We could not collect the data like So we, I mean the the, the self-serve option was that was that a model that you took from from another SaaS or um, uh, you know like kind of the pick and choose? I mean, I we, don't we I don't really have, know we didn't have an idea of how to do it differently. I, yeah. I, I know it now. I would yeah. I would do it differently right now. Like if, if I knew what I uh, uh, what I know at the moment. Uh -huh. But at that time, we thought self-serve is the most convenient way. We can hire salespeople. We don't invest in marketing. We, we, we generally don't have any money for marketing. Yeah. So everyone should do everything themselves. We as founders, we were on customer support more than on sales. Like my okay. idea was I will be replying to all of our customers through intercom uh, chat 24 by 7. And that will, that will be the way of them to love the product. And that will change their decision about whether or not they want to subscribe. And basically, that was the first, the first sales process that we have. Just do the customer support. I think I've read something about Slack doing things, like, something like that, but I actually didn't understand what actually Slack was doing at that time, but I, 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 just, I just I thought I understood, and I tried to apply it in our case. Um, the next thing I learned, we need to do demos, and again I, I was thinking, who can do the demo better than than we? Because we we've built this product product ourselves, so we know everything, every single feature. Also, I we were like very much on the customer developments. So we wanted to ask a lot of questions like whether it's working, what's what you're looking for else, what is your use case, what is the problem you're trying to solve. This was like very critical to us. So basically being on the customer support was the only wise decision at that time that we made. Self-serve was the only way of getting those customers sign up because we, we, we didn't know we can do it yeah. any other way. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it actually worked though it worked in a very at a, at a very slow pace we've been converting i don't know 20 30 customers a month 
and that time pro- this is sort of 2016 it, it was yeah it was uh, second half of 2016 uh, early 2017 right after you came to product launch how how was the product launch a product launch product launch by the way was a huge success oh it was, actually okay. yeah the thing is we did we did we we know nothing about product hunt we we knew mm-hmm. that everyone uses it in 2016 yeah. it was like still it's kind still of fresh. new right yeah 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 was and, buzzsumo uh, around was that is that one is it buzzsumo or absolutely we 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 were considering them but everyone told us try product launch first okay. at the end we never get to absumo so we never had anything we, we, we never finally had anything with them but we were considering them in the early days and i think for the early days that's still a decent option i can't really tell you why we didn't do it, but for some reason we didn't. Okay. Uh, was it once you, after a product launch, did you see sort of steady growth from that? Uh, good question. On the months, on the months when we launched, we've got, I think, 40 new subscriptions uh, on the service. And that was our absolute monthly record for a year and a half. So. Okay. The, the, like the moment we at, launched at this it time was a, were you still like nine dollars or what, what was yeah the yeah price yeah yeah. it time? was okay. still nine dollars yeah okay. yeah so at the, at the month we launched uh like 40 new subscriptions 40 new customers that was pretty much the number of customers we had before the product launch so we doubled in one month but then it was like 10 uh, a month 12 a month 15 all months, from product 20. launch yes and then yeah and then so it, was it stayed like, on yes, okay so it stayed up high okay yeah and we okay. had a really good a long tail coming from product launch. We also kind of were mentioned somewhere in the media. We've started visiting few events and trying mm-hmm. to become a bit more visible through these events. Mm-hmm. And uh, and mostly we were focusing on just publishing uh, blog posts and sharing some knowledges and use cases with our. So customers. doing content, some content marketing. Yeah. By very channel. very weak, very very yeah. simple. So, so at this time, it sounds like you're sort of in our journey. We usually break it down to, to three phases to product market fit: zero to five thousand, five to ten, or five to fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, once you're at thirty, we feel like you're at product market fit. Would you say at this time you're sort of at the five thousand, five to ten thousand range? Mostly yeah, at yeah, this time, yeah. you were product. You were so you were product launch and content marketing. So so Sounds six like months. Mostly, it's coming from product launch. Six. Uh, yeah, I would say product launch and and those like and search optimization. So we've 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 cracked a little bit on the search optimization. So we became visible in the in the in the in the Google. Okay. Uh, we didn't invest that much into it, but we kind of got an idea like what is a proper wording there we did some research on on that part and we we nailed a very specific keywords we needed to nail uh to be to become more visible uh on this platform and there is one more thing actually that helped us um uh, and that was a big source of customers especially in 2017 that was slack app uh, directory at the end of 2016 we happened to be the brilliant bot in in the Slack uh, in the Slack app, cat, uh, app catalog, and that was because uh, through the customer development, one thing we've learned: a lot of customers were asking us to build a Slack integration. So all those reviews and all those things that we were collecting would pop up in Slack. None of us knew what Slack is in those early days. We we mm-hmm. didn't use it ourselves. Yeah. So we were like most in most cases, we were refusing to build anything for Slack. 
And then once we ask a customer, but would you consider paying for the service if we, if we build this integration? And he said, yes. Really? Said, okay. Oh. So this is some, what, what is it they, they wanted? They wanted reviews to, and, and notifications to come in through Slack. Is that yeah, what you're like saying? If, From if, their competitors. It's yeah, this time you're really tr competitor tracking. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we call ourselves competitor analytics, and uh, and uh, and then we we switched it towards like tracking applications. So we, if you want to track an application, if you want to see every update that happens with the application, you could set up a Slack channel, and we will start sending you this information in, in inside the Slack. And for some reason, I don't know why, but. Uh, we became quite popular within the Slack. And, Slack, and it didn't work through 2000, 2016, but it did work through 2017. Uh, and that was, I think, between 5 and 10. Uh, so you I, from 5 and 10, that channel, so you were still getting some some um, organic long tail from product launch. You had some we content actually, marketing. Six months later, we did another launch on the product hunt. Okay. And that actually helped us, you know, to get a even higher visibility. We managed to get to the... Uh, you're allowed to do that. Eh? You're allowed to, to relaunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, okay. we were allowed. But that, then we thought that but let's multiply this effect and let's do launches every month. And then we were blocked. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> okay. But, but doing Interesting. it once, once in a while is okay. So we're, okay. We, we're actually still doing this once a year. So once a year we're on product. Did you get back on product hunt? I think we plan and uh, uh, like one, one launch is coming something like pretty much next week or the week after. So that'll okay. be so our So they allowed seventh, you back on. They allowed seventh, you back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, okay. they changed rules many times. Okay. So okay. once a year, that's, I think that's totally okay because okay. you keep, keep reappearing. Everyone is getting updates and there's mm -hmm. new users that are learning about you. So that, that makes total sense. Okay, so you got three channels at this time. It was Slack and content marketing and um, product, product. product Hunt. And, yeah. and at this yeah. time, you're getting up to about 10,000. Were you guys all still living in the apartment together at this time too? My co-founder, one of my co-founders moved here to Helsinki and uh, our third one was living, yes, back in Moscow alone. Okay. okay. And we, we that's the reason why we became a remote company, by the way. We couldn't rent an office, so we decided let's be, be remote. Yeah. One of us read uh, this remote book uh, from Basecamp and, yeah. he, and, and like if Basecamp could be remote because so they're we, i think they're remote should, first should, for sure yeah 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 so so we decided yeah. to be remote uh, as well and uh, that also was saving us a lot of money at that time and um um what happened next is that uh we've been one of the things that we were trying to pull out during the first three years in the company we wanted to apply to y combinator and we were doing this every six months because they had two batches we made four applications. We succeeded with the second one. We've got an online interview and, and then we were not accepted and we were not invited for a physical interview, but we considered that a success. And, and then we had a, on the fourth try, we were invited to uh, Mountain View. We had an interview. We actually had two interviews on the Mountain View. They couldn't make up their mind from the first mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. but uh, we were not accepted. So they- You they weren't, when was this? This is when was this the was, second time? This, uh, so the second time was, uh, let me remember. I think uh, so. This uh, uh, we started applying in two thousand sixteen. Uh, second time was uh, autumn two thousand sixteen for the winter mm -hmm. batch, and the first time was. Did you get was, in? Did you no, ever no, get no, in? No, 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 you never no, got no, in. No, okay. No, 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 no. 
And okay. so, so the first time was autumn 2017. So autumn okay. 2017, we were invited for the interview, and that's the furthest we we got. Yeah. They they like they uh, they said no. We we came yeah. back, and, and at that moment we fundraised. So you local, decided to do that from a okay. local VC. We're we're getting close to the end of our hour, but I do want to make sure I hit that sort of. You, at some point, you obviously found a sweet spot. Can you talk to me about going from fifteen to? Um, you mentioned before the show. I don't want to mention it, but on air. But uh, can you mention your numbers where you're at now, so people can get an idea? Yeah. So in like in two thousand, we ended two thousand seventeen around twenty k. Okay. The, the the change happened in 2018. That, that okay. there was a big change, and uh, that was when we introduced replied reviews feature. When Sorry, what was it? What is it? Replied reviews. So, okay. So, so oh, so, so if if somebody reviews, you can reply to it. Yeah. So okay. both both Apple and Google one by one introduced this feature on the app stores. Okay. We found a way to build this feature within the platform, and this is where the product market fit happened. Okay, and, so that it's very interesting. So you and, were struggling and, and, before, and this is a big this is a big pain point. Yeah, and uh, like we've uh, we've been twenty maybe twenty five in in January two thousand eighteen, and we were fifty December two thousand eighteen. Okay, fifty MRR. So we doubled in one month yeah. in one year, and that never yeah. happened with us before. So so okay. this was this was the big the big year. That was the big one, eh? And yeah. so two thousand eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, now, nobody... and, now, and now we are around like we're 10 times more than that. So. Yeah. You mentioned before the show 400s, which is yeah, a yeah, huge. Yeah. So you've 10x since 2018. It sounds like what was the other big one? Uh, what was the other big one? Uh, because you've 10x'd in two years, which is huge. So um... Um, the uh, uh, so we really doubled down on the reviews management and uh -huh. uh, we were trying to understand what what customers want very much so that, like replied reviews is just a feature but what's yeah. the value yeah yeah what's 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 in there and uh, the first thing we've built was semantic analysis on okay. top of on, on top of that so we you're now can getting a helicopter view on really the customer sentiment and we can track the change of this customer sentiment within time and okay. we can you know really understand whether it's positive or negative and whether it's um, bugs it's, yeah. they're complaining on or some features they're requesting and uh, that was the first breakthrough, even though we were not first with the sentiment, uh, uh, this uh, analysis, semantic uh -huh. analysis, but it really started working very well with with this with what with we the had. Platforms. At, at, so it sounds like the yeah. sophistication of the app really started to sort of what people come in and then it's user, you know, word of mouth and. And uh, uh, yes, and later we added on top of semantic analysis, we added an automation, so okay. you can reply to review. We, uh -huh. we gave you an ability to set up templates yeah. and then based on semantic analysis, you can apply those templates to apply to reviews. Okay. This cannot work for 100 of your reviews. That's, that's not how it works, but we no, can cover, no. you know, 20, 30, maybe 40% of all the reviews. And we can do it in a really sophisticated way. So it doesn't feel like we, we highly advise not to use one and the same template every time. This is like the bad practice. Okay. We, we can give you an idea of 10, 15, 20 templates, mm -hmm. and then you can reuse them on the platform again and again and again. And that will okay. give, still have a, like a feeling of a human touch rather than a robot uh, okay. uh, speaking to looking, customers. Looking back on your last sort of five years of running this, 
what you know now, what would you tell your former self? Oh, uh, well, I would spend like a whole night speaking about what can be done differently. I would definitely give top, some, top, some top three. Yeah, so I would definitely give some understanding on the fundraise. We've we've done a lot of mistakes in the fundraise and, and okay. we handled it completely wrong in, in, in the early days. So get would, advice on fundraising. Get yeah, good advice, it sounds yeah. like. S second yeah. one, when you start growing, hire an HR. That's like, we, we, we heard that from literally everyone. Yeah. And we still didn't do it. And we were at hiring what point, ourselves. At what point would you say that? At 20 people or what? 20 people, we, yes. We, yeah. we wanted to jump from 20 people to 35. And we okay. did this jump ourselves. And that was a mistake. We, okay. That was the moment when because we it was so time consuming, eh? Absolutely, yeah, yeah and okay. and we didn't know shit about how you hire yeah, people, yeah. what is the proper way of doing that, how yeah. you interview, how you handle them when they are hired, and there were so many other things that we would probably do, yeah. but we didn't. And last but not least, uh, something we've mentioned uh, also is start sailing early, like hire a salesperson early. But uh, oh, so, okay. But uh, but again, maybe as the, a primary employee, would you say would that be the first? No, hire no, 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 okay. no. So I mean, I I think we did it more or less. Uh, like we we did we didn't do it too late, but mm -hmm. we did it in a wrong way. We started okay. instead of hiring just one person, someone who can work behind us in and mm -hmm. start like you know building the processes. So that should be someone experienced but eager to do everything himself or herself for the first mm -hmm. six months. Okay. Instead of that, six months later, when we were tired selling ourselves, we hired five people all at once. Yeah. That was, okay. that, that's, yeah. that's, don't do this, please. <laughs> okay. Also, right. like we, we, we didn't know shit about how to handle salespeople, uh -huh. how to work uh, on the, again, we had a lot of issues with the pricing and, and, and like we created so many problems to ourselves uh -huh. by hiring so many people that eventually we actually slowed down instead of growing. Okay. And we only picked up after another almost a year. I think it was mm -hmm. like nine months or something. It took us okay. to, to crack the code. Eugene, I want to make sure that I get you off to your next appointment. So I want to thank you so much for your time. But if you can uh, just tell us where you want our listeners to, uh, to go to follow you, find out more. Obviously, we will have app follow in the show notes. But any way they can reach out to you would be great. I, I have to be honest, I'm not that much of a social person, but I assume Twitter probably is the most close to okay. to, to what I do. So Twitter yeah. it is. Yeah, but okay. I like I, I honestly I don't have time for it right now. I wish okay. I could. But, uh, <laughs> no but I problem. Don't. No problem. Head down. Thank you so much for your time today, Eugene. It was very interesting to talk to you. Thank you very much for giving me a chance to, to share all those stories. Yeah, it's it's been my really pleasure. Happy. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. <laughs>